It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we welcome you to another episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. And as you may remember from the last episode, those of you that listen to every episode, which I very much appreciate. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, We were supposed to be in Richmond on Thursday morning, and we left you with word that the Redskins and Ron Rivera had canceled a gold club season ticket holder uh, Choctaw party Um, cocktail party type thing that they were having at FedEx Field on Thursday, but that we were, as of Wednesday afternoon, late, still expecting to go down to Richmond to talk to Ron uh, after he toured the Redskins um, training camp facility, uh, which may only be their training camp facility for the next year as their eight-year deal with Richmond is set to expire. But he was supposed to do that. We were supposed to do that. We got word about 10.30 Wednesday night that that was going to be canceled. Then on Thursday morning, um, before really things got heated up on a day of cancellations and closures and everything going on with the coronavirus, we found out that the Redskins were the first NFL team to take all of their scouts, all of their coaches off the road, no pro days, no visits, no traveling around, again, mostly for pro days, that they were also going to, according to Mike Garofolo first, the Redskins have not made this official, but I believe the league has basically said, hey, don't do this. The top 30 visits in facility were not going to be, happen moving forward. Um, on top of that, the league said, that free agency, the new league year, was on as scheduled through Adam Schefter and now others. And some people were kind of justifying that on Twitter. Um, Even Tom Pellicero of NFL Network was justifying that decision. And here's why I disagree with that. The league new year starts 4 o'clock Wednesday, March 18th. The period for talks and interest and basically courting and dating starts Monday, March 16th at noon. So basically it's like two days and four hours, right? And Pelissero's argument, and he is correct, Pelissero's argument is that most of the deals and agreements happen before the four o'clock window hits on Wednesday, March 18th this year. And he's absolutely right. If you remember, we found out about the reported agreement, even though they're not supposed to be doing this, with Landon Collins on the Monday, four or five hours. I I remember being on the air live on 106.7 The Fan. Four or five hours into the window, we found out about 
a reported six-year, like $84 million deal for Landon Collins, and that's that's exactly what it turned out to be. That was hours into the deal. So I understand what he's saying, that you don't really need to push free agency back because players weren't allowed to visit with teams up until Wednesday at 4 o'clock. Okay, that's fine. So here's my problem. How do you as an NFL team, when all you can go by legally is the tape, the actual proof on the field, right? You cannot determine how a guy practices, how a guy handles money, how a guy, what makes him tick. You, you can't determine any of that. By tape, you can guess based on the effort he provides. You can see if he's hot dogging it. <clears throat> you can see if he's lazy. You can see all that. <clears throat> but what you can't see is what makes him tick. You can't see that because you can't even recognize it on tape. But then also, you're not allowed to talk to the guy. You're allowed to talk to the agent as of Monday, but it's not like the Redskins, if they're interested in Byron Jones, <clears throat> let's use that name specifically. And I apologize for my throat. I, I'm quite honestly uh, a little bit dealing with some stuff. Uh, if they're interested in Byron Jones, right, what they have to rely on is their prep on on him in the college draft from four years ago, which, fine, but guys change after they get a lot of money. Sometimes they do, believe it or not. They get lazier, they get hungrier, whatever. You have coaches, uh, or I should say you have all the tape that you can watch, right? That's great. You can tell a lot of things, but you can't tell everything. But... You can't talk to, I mean, you could illegally, I guess, or maybe it's legal. Uh, Ron Rivera can't really call, um, I mean, I guess he could, Rod Marinelli, just for argument's sake, and say, hey, what did you think of that? I mean, so again, like things, you can talk to buddies of yours, but you can't talk to the player. You can't talk to the player. And that makes for a very awkward situation when you're giving 40, 50, 30, 60, 70 million dollars to a player and you can't tell what they're all about. For instance, do you think the Redskins, when they signed Josh Norman, do you think the Redskins really knew Josh Norman? Hell no. There's no chance. They saw tape, they had all the tape that they could watch, but they didn't know that he was Hollywood right from the get-go, or it didn't bother them, or they overlooked it. And nothing would surprise me in that regard. But how do you just give guys millions and millions and millions of dollars not knowing their character, not knowing what makes them tick, not knowing what they're all about? That part just really doesn't make sense to me. Maybe I'm being too sensitive to it, but I almost look at it as like, you wouldn't marry somebody 
without knowing that that person, right? For six months, a year, a year and a half, two years, sometimes more. As a matter of fact, you shouldn't live with, I mean, you shouldn't marry somebody unless you've lived with them, period. Because they change dramatically if you don't live together before you agree to get married, before you get married. And I know we're getting into a dangerous territory there with religion and all that stuff. I don't care. You shouldn't get married to somebody that you don't live with because they can be completely different and that's why you have issues. You shouldn't take a job without not only talking to the people that you're going to be working for, but doing everything you can to research and look into, okay, how do they operate when they're on deadline? How do they treat employees? Uh, is, you know, if you're going on vacation, do they treat you like crap before you go on vacation because they know you're going on vacation? Uh, when you come back from vacation, how do they treat you? Does anybody do your work while you're gone? Or are you expected to work double or triple when you come back because nobody did your work while you're... All these questions, we as human beings should be looking into, and we don't. Or we don't have the answers for them. We just hope and we guess. And that's what I mean with NFL free agency is you don't have the opportunity to do some of these things. How does a player work out on a day-in, day-out? How does he study film? I mean, you might know some, but you don't know all. And even if you'd have face-to-face -face meetings, I don't know if you get all, but you get a better sense. And that's my overall point why... I don't think it's a great system and why I do think it's a little bit important that the NFL should delay this process so that teams could ultimately, if they wanted to host a player, they should change the system to allowing them to visit before free agency opens, meaning Monday at noon to Wednesday at four Visits should be allowed, number one. Number two, in this particular case, because of the coronavirus and all of that, they should back up the date, right? That's a part of this. Um, why? Because, again, now you're having scouts and coaches off the road. Everybody's in turmoil. People are leaving buildings. You also, on top of that, have to factor in that while you're not going to necessarily change the rules, that people are not going to be able to do as thorough of a job as they possibly can with all of this uncertainty, right? On top of that, what I would also say is this, and I know I'm rambling and all over the place here. If you leave free agency the way it is right now, Wednesday at four, with the legal tampering window Monday at noon. You're going to be having all sorts of news, your off-season Super Bowl, all sorts of speculation, all sorts of reports, reported deals, um, conjecture, all the stuff that's good about the NFL. During a time where everyone's shut down and where everyone's worried sick about their lives. Kids are home from school constantly. People don't know if we're going to be, you know, dropping dead by the thousands. <clears throat> Do you want that? Is that important to you? 
Or do you shut down, even though you don't have games, do you shut down operations or table operations temporarily for a week to maybe give some time? It's just an idea. It's just a suggestion that I had. Uh, and, I, you know, look, maybe I maybe my point doesn't make sense. Um, I, I know for me, I mean, I have to pay attention to it because it's my job. But the first thing on my mind right now and next Monday and next Wednesday is not football. It's survival. It's trying to figure out a way to get through this and hoping like heck that somebody gets a handle on this so that we can all go back to sort of living life. All right. I know that's a weird way to open up the show, but that's just me and you're just going to have to deal with it. Uh, That's how I operate. Uh, Again, I I think it's not a good idea for the NFL to keep business open. The Redskins did a good thing though, by taking all of their coaches and scouts off the road first I'll tell you why when we come back, why that's an important thing. As well, Jordan Reed making a visit. We'll get to that next on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked on NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it is the Locked On Redskins podcast. As we've mentioned a couple of times, the Redskins canceled events for Ron Rivera in Richmond and at FedEx Field on Thursday. The Redskins were the first NFL team Joined now by many to pull their scouts and coaches off the road. No pro days. It was reported Mike Garofolo of NFL Network that the Redskins were going to put a stop to their 30-team visits at their headquarters at Redskins Park. Uh, And now, basically, the NFL is kind of joining in with canceling their league annual meetings coming up in West Palm Beach. uh, And they're bumping other items to May 19th and May 20th. However, however... They are also um, not, as of right now, Thursday late afternoon, even though they're canceling different facilities and all that, uh, or closing different facilities like the Eagles, the Falcons, they are not yet um, saying that they are going to push off Monday's deadline for franchise and transition tags, and as well the opening of that legal tampering period and Wednesday free agency at four o'clock. So maybe a different answer will come. We don't know. Uh, But for right now, they're not doing that. What we wanted to get to here was just a kudos uh, to the Redskins for being first in line. Now, others have joined them, as we mentioned, but they were first to pull their coaches and staff off the road and to cancel the two Ron Rivera events today. And or Thursday, and uh, to to d- be the first leader, whatever, to not do the thirty in-house in-house in-headquarters visits, right? So the Redskins are 
acting very, 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 very differently since Ron Rivera took over and Bruce Allen left. Maybe not coincidentally. I mean, Ron Rivera seems to be a guy who everything he touches turns to gold when it comes to how you treat people. And everyone that I know of pretty much concurs with that. And it just seems like things are just being done with more accountability, more common sense. I don't know if Bruce Allen, I don't think Bruce Allen would have done stuff like this. I think he would have been reactionary. I think he would have done it eventually when they had no choice. But there were examples of times where everyone else was a leader in something across the board in the NFL. And the Redskins just refused to be in conjunction with everyone. Uh, and I'm, I'm struggling to come up with a corollary example right now off the top of my head. But I know there have been times where, again, they were way, 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 way behind the eight ball. Whether that's important to you or not, I think the Redskins now should be saluted. And that means Dan Snyder, Kyle Smith. That means Ron Rivera, certainly, for, and their public relations team for being aggressive, for doing the right thing. That matters. Culture. That matters. That matters. All right, so I wanted to give them a tip of the cap for that. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Jordan Reed visiting the Seattle Seahawks on Wednesday. How about that, huh? So Jordan Reed, the former Redskins tight end, Looking for a new home, and obviously, again, who knows what's going to happen with all of this coronavirus stuff. Visiting the Seahawks, who are clearly all chips in, and this after signing Greg Olson. Adam Schefter first to report that Reed is visiting the Seahawks. Who knows, again, what's going to happen here, but the fact of the matter is, is that the Seahawks signed Olson uh, and hope to have this guy Will Disley back from a torn Achilles, they're looking like they're trying to jam up and load up on the tight end position because they're also a little bit light in the pants at wide receiver and at running back. So it's interesting how you take two kind of injury-prone tight ends, but two very good tight ends, if you're Jordan Reed and Greg Olson, and you try and, if you're Seattle, and if it works out, you try and get the best out of both of them, but you have one, hopefully, if the other goes down, hopefully both don't go down, and you have receiving threats with two tight ends, and it it allows you, when you play 12 personnel, uh, a back and two tight ends, you can do a lot of different things with Olsen and Jordan Reed. I think that would be a great spot for him, uh, especially with Russell Wilson, now, you know, I mean, they have some running backs and Carson and Penny and who knows what's going to happen with Marshawn Lynch. Decent offensive line. Of course, DK Metcalf is, was great as a rookie. Um, you know, it's not like they, they are totally reliant on the tight end position. But the tight end position in the red zone is such a critical factor. On third down, such a critical factor. So this makes a lot of sense for them to go with Jordan Reed if it works out. So Adam Schefter reporting that a couple hours uh, into a Wednesday afternoon. 
Um, and we'll see what happens with Jordan. I, I haven't been able to get a hold of Jordan, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, I, I don't know, you know, what's going on there. Um, I hope nothing but the best for him. He was always great to cover. And if he can go to the Seahawks, man, that's a great spot for him, even with Greg Olson, because Olson's on a, on a one-year contract. And if Jay Rude can get healthy, he can be there for a couple of years and have a lot of success and playing with a terrific quarterback that you know is going to make use of him. All right, so that's uh, Jordan Reed visiting with the Seattle Seahawks. When we finish up the Locked on Redskins podcast, the most overrated Redskin or worst free agent signing. Um, ESPN did something on this. We'll give you the best and worst next right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we finish up on the Locked On Redskins podcast. The NFL just distributed a list of the top 25 players based on performance pay distribution for the 2019 season. Normally, the Redskins always have, you know, a young player uh, or two sometimes, quite honestly, on this list this year. At least on the top 25 side of things, they did not. They did not. Even Terry McLaurin. uh, Not exactly sure why. I'll have to look into that. Uh, But they did not. And if you're wondering what this comes out of is, you know, this is all like the incentives and all that stuff that gets added to the salary cap. Players, basically, they make their minimum salary based on, you know, if they're not vested veterans. um, And... They, based on their performance and how much they play and contribute and all that good stuff, they can make extra money. Again, performance-based pay um, that gets added to their, quite honestly, their salary. So in Kansas City, Shavarius Ward's case, right, he's a cornerback from Middle Tennessee State, undrafted, uh, just finished up his second year. He got an extra $428,335 added to his pay in 2019. That has to be factored into the Kansas City salary cap uh, here because he outperformed his contract, right? So this is part of the union, the collective bargaining agreement, so on and so forth. Um, Again, the Redskins with nobody on this list, normally they at least have one. Um, You know, so... Uh, again, I, I you know I don't know why McLaurin did not qualify, but the lowest performance-based pay on this top 25 list was 306,000. So maybe McLaurin was just below uh, that mark. Don't know. Uh, so we will try and dig on that and find out what we can. So ESPN.com, as we wrap up, uh, did a best and worst free agent signing for all 32 teams since 2015. And just so you know, 2015 was when Scott McLuhan took over. How long he lasted in charge? Well, you know, that kind of depends on your perspective. And ultimately, Bruce Allen was still always in charge. So John Keim, of course, our buddy, did this for ESPN. 
And he listed Vernon Davis as the Redskins' best free agent signing in the last five years. Again, this is since 2015. He said he signed a one-year deal worth $2.4 million in 2016, responded with a bounce-back year, 44 catches, 583 yards, two touchdowns, averaging 13.3 yards per catch, fifth among all tight ends. Of course, Jordan Reed missed some games. Um, he also mentioned that Landon Collins was exactly who the Redskins hoped he would be last season as a player and a leader but Davis's production for the cost is tough to top um you know I'm kind of curious because you know I I guess this is free agent signing evaluation for I guess maybe the first year because you know Vernon Davis certainly was productive at other times um beyond that so and re-signed for a three-year deal and didn't get hurt really uh long term until this past year so you know, kind of. I mean, it's hard to hard to disagree with John on a one-year, two-point-four million-dollar bargain. As it turned out, now the Redskins' worst free agent signing: Chris Culliver, not Josh Norman, not Stephen Paya, not anybody like that. And again, 2015 being a cutoff. Um, so Chris Culliver, the corner from San Francisco, came with plenty of questions, right? Uh, and you know, look. The Redskins have made plenty of mistakes, but he signed a four-year, $32 million deal. He played six games. He was banged up. Then he tore up his ACL on Thanksgiving Day in practice, of all things. Uh, The Redskins were hoping that he would be the number one corner. He was suspended one game for violating the NFL's personal conduct policy uh, for the Redskins. I think that was week one or week two. I can't remember which one that was in 2015. And somehow, some way. Uh, due to the creativity, I guess, of Bruce Allen, Eric Schaefer, the Redskins really weren't stuck with a lot of dead cap money because a lot of his guaranteed money voided when he was actually suspended. So that is something that certainly factors in to making that, in my opinion, not the worst, uh, but I certainly understand where John is going for uh, in that. You, I think you know, if you listen to me, who I think uh, was ultimately the worst. All right, that's going to do it for us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Uh, we will be back as situation warrants. If there isn't any major news, uh, we will probably not have another full episode until Sunday night into Monday. Um, but that is subject to be... Uh, up in the air just because of everything going on in the sports world and certainly the world of the Washington Redskins. In the meantime, be safe. Wash your hands. Do everything you can. Spray Lysol, wipe, disinfect. Do everything you can to take care of yourself and each other. Thanks for being with us, as always, on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Be safe. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.